Good morning and welcome back, coffee book lovers. Today, before we dig back into our Coffee, a Connoisseur's Companion book by Claudia Roden, I want to take a moment to make a very special shout out to a very special friend and his lady. Thank you, George and Amanda, for the espresso cookies that you sent me to go along with my morning coffee, which I am enjoying today. I appreciate you, my number one fans. I am indeed finding that these uh, sweet little espresso cookies, uh, though not very sweet, do pair perfectly with my organic Guatemalan uh, medium roast that I drink every morning. So thank you again. Now let's dig into the book, shall we? Starting on the pot or top of page 57, Costa Rica. The high-altitude Costa Ricans are among the world's finest classic coffees, rich in body of fine, mild flavor, sharply acid and fragrant. The acidity level increases with the altitude. The lower regions produce coffee of more neutral tastes. The most famous zone is the Central Plateau around San Jose, where the soil is a rich black loam made up of continuous layers of volcanic ash and dust 3 to 15 feet deep. Beans are especially known for their fine preparation and screening. Large plants, beneficios, process the coffee produced by small farms. Fincas are farms big enough to have their own processing plants. Famous names of top Grands Cruz are Terrazzo, Tres Rios, Santa Rosa, Montebello, and Juan Vinas. The first plants were brought from Cuba in 1779 by a Spanish traveler, Navarro. Later, growths from Jamaica came with a Spanish missionary, Padre Carrazo. Cuba. A pleasant coffee, like the Jamaican in character, but not as acid because the mountains are not very high. It is sold largely to Russia, Eastern Europe, and France, where it is appreciated because its character resembles that of the historic but now non-existent coffees of the French overseas departments in the Caribbean, Martinique, Guadalupe, Reunion. In 1792, Haitian slaves rebelled against their French colonists and took refuge in Cuba. It was these refugees who first developed coffee plantations there. Dominican Republic The best grades are strong and heavy-bodied. Barahona, which is acidy and resembles Jamaican High Mountain, is the most attractive and has the best reputation. Bani and Okoa are soft and mellow. El Salvador Their best coffees, labeled strictly high-grown, are classic Central American coffees, pleasant with medium acidity, full body, mild sweet taste, and delicate fragrance. They are much appreciated in France. Ethiopia. Ethiopian coffees are among the most distinctive in the world. They can be quite splendid, whiny, fruity, acidy, with a singular wild exotic taste, but the quality is inconsistent. The reason they do not always live up to their promise is because lower grades are sometimes sent instead of the top ones. 
the indigenous wild trees of Ethiopia are the progenitors of all the Arabicas grown in the world. Much of the coffee produced is still gathered from wild trees, and most is processed in primitive ways. A wooden pestle and mortar is still used. Before civil war, drought, and famine crippled the industry, coffee production had been expanding and attention had been given to improved methods of harvesting. A variety of coffees are produced, each with its own characteristics. Harar, graded as longberry and shortberry, is the most famous. It resembles the Yemen mocha, which it often replaced in the days when it was more readily available. That is why it is sometimes called Harar or Ethiopian mocha. It is processed by the traditional dry method and varies from extremely rough to soft, mild and fragrant with highly acid, whiny, fruity, gamey, and spicy qualities. Jima and Lekemti coffees are thick-bodied and highly acidic with earthy, wild, gamey flavors. They are produced in areas where wild trees are barely touched and berries are just picked off the ground. The washed coffees are remarkable for their soft, fragrant, rich, not too acid, balanced qualities. Of these, the Gimbi have whiny tones, Sadamo is fruity, Yirgashef is fragrant and flowery and highly appreciated in the USA, where Ethiopians are seen as mysterious and exotic. Ethiopians generally like Yemen mocha are the traditional and favored coffees of the Middle, Middle East. Some people believe that coffee derives its name from the region of Kaffa of which it is native. All the early legends about the discovery of the drink are based in Ethiopia. Though not much esteemed as a drink at first, it was consumed as a food. The beans were roasted, pulverized, and mixed with butter to form hard balls to be eaten by the wandering gallus on their journeys. Coffee was, however, an important export sent via mocha, hence the early misconception of its origin. Guatemala. This is my preferred origin of bean. The high-grown, strictly hard bean grades are among the finest coffees in the world. Complete, perfectly balanced, full-bodied, very acidy with a soft, mild flavor and delightful bouquet. The most famous are the Cobens, Antiguas, Adelans, and Huehuetenago. In severe weather, rubbish and pitch are burnt near the plantations. The dense smoke saves the trees from frost and gives the coffee a smoky flavor. Cultivation was developed by German emigrants in the 19th century. Haiti. The best high-grown grades are remarkable. Sweet, mellow, rich in flavor, fairly acid and heavy-bodied. They resemble the famous Blue Mountain, which they are sometimes used to extend. The more carelessly cultivated grades of not too high quality are used for high roasts in Europe and especially in France, where they are much appreciated for their sweet caramel taste. Cultivation was started in 1715 by Jesuits. The deep volcanic soil and wet climate are very favorable. Trees have always been allowed to grow wild. The political situation and the general lack of enterprise have resulted in low production. Hawaii. 
Kona is the very special coffee grown on the dark volcanic lava in the Kona district of Hawaii, which nestles between the twin towering volcanoes Mauna Loa and Mauna Kea. It is a deliciously rich, medium-bodied, and slightly acidy coffee with a heady aroma and complex, whiny, spicy taste. It should be savored pure and straight. The beans are beautiful and lustrous. It seemed not long ago that coffee might be a vanishing industry in Hawaii, but in response to the demand for quality coffees in America and Kona's newfound phenomenal prestige, production revived and prices shot up. Kona is now more expensive than it is worth. I am leaving off today in the middle of page 60, and will continue again next morning. Thank you for listening and enjoying coffee and books with me.